Hello, and welcome to the game portion of the podcast. It is just Emma and me here uh, right before we actually start recording the play section so we can talk a little bit about what she's got prepared for our for the for the game that's about to happen. So uh, you used your tables to generate your scenario. Would you like to talk a little bit about what you rolled and what, what your plan is? I would love to. Um, and just to be clear, we are recording this before we play the game to then be shared after we play the game. Um, so hopefully we'll see what changes versus what I'm able to hold on to. Right. Um, so for the premise, and again, I rolled this before our characters were created. I want everyone to be aware of that. I rolled a four, which gave me the premise that vet Barbie's animals have gotten loose, which is fantastic because we have a cowgirl Barbie. We have a zookeeper Barbie. So immediately, we also have an astronaut Barbie, who I'm guessing is visiting the zoo that day. But immediately I start thinking like, okay, great. The vet was doing a checkup on the zookeeper's animals. Like this is definitely going to be a... a um, connection there um the only things that i really have in my mind oh wait so vet bar uh vet barbie's animals have gotten loose for what caused this and why i rolled a one and another one which is two ones which means that it's another barbie that caused it and it's because she's jealous in some Mm. way so i'm gonna stick with vet barbie i think she sabotaged it yeah she has let the animals get loose because she is jealous of maybe a zookeeper is like friendships or she wants her position at the zoo. I haven't fully decided that yet. Sure. But yeah, zookeeper Barbie should be the villain is what I'm thinking. A uh, couple things that I have in mind. I think that the main challenge, the biggest one is that it's a tiger that got loose. That's a pretty dangerous animal to be wandering around and that it is on the way towards city hall, which is a big deal in Barbie land. Mm-hmm. Um, and then along the way, I want there to be some mini challenges, which the first one that I thought of is at some point there's going to be like either they're crossing a road or they're literally crossing a river and a wolf and a goat have also gotten out and there's a pile of That's grain. That's great. That's <laughs> yeah, awesome. Like, we're going to throw in a riddle there. Um, and then just some other minor things like there will be broken fences, there will be property damage. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also want to throw in a director of animal care, Barbie, who is really upset about the whole situation. Yeah. Anything, do you think there's anything I'm missing here in terms of what I could prep for? I'm trying to keep it loosey goosey. Yeah, it's good to keep it loose. But, uh, so you've got your major challenge, your minor challenges, um, I mean, generally a good rule of thumb for a short, mm-hmm. uh, like short notice thing like this, because like we said, Emma has just created this like a couple weeks ago. And this is the first time I'm playing or like a, just created this. Scenario. Oh, just create, yeah. yeah, yeah. This scenario just to, like, like when you're actually playing this with a group of friends, uh, like just sitting down you're, and you're not taking like a quick break like we are, uh, you're probably going to have even less time to really mm-hmm. think about it much. So a good structure that I, that you're, you know, I think keeping in mind is like, maybe three to four challenges for a one shot or something like that. Yeah. Like just, just have like a number of challenges and then Emma can pretty much the challenges she's created. Can, you can just kind of put yeah. wherever you've got. I mean, you could even have, depending on how long they take that you could have two and maybe it turns into one. Yeah. So like having some in mind is good. And I think you've got plenty. Yeah. Um, and maybe it'll, something will come naturally and too. My like game play style is very much like nothing 
is real until I've said it out loud. So yeah. I am saying this now. I'm very curious after we play if it ends up being that Barbie or if it ends up being someone else. Yeah, just going. Sometimes, sometimes a player just goes like, "Oh my gosh, is it this?" And you're like, in your head, it is now. Yeah. <laughs> so excited to see how it turns out. Hope the game goes well for everybody. Yep. Um, we will see see you all for the discussion part. Uh, hello and welcome to the third portion of our first uh, RPG, uh, our Barbie-G even, um, the uh, game portion of Read Play Game, where we look at tabletop role-playing games from every single side of the table. My name is Lawyer Enlo, and I'm going to be our pro bono rules lawyer. Or I, I was. <laughs> Hi, I'm Emma Skaggs, and I was the game master for this uh, Barbie game, and I also uh, designed the one page. Sure. Hi, I'm Manish, and I was your astronaut Barbie. Hi, I'm Tori. I played the zookeeper Barbie, and I want to throw in the joke, uh, Lawyer Enlo, did you pass the Barbie exam? <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Michael. I'm not going to make a joke. And I was uh, Cowgirl Barbie. Objection. Um, <laughs> okay, so for people tuning into this one for the first time, uh, episode three, um, this is us discussing the game that we've just played, which was the Barbie RPG designed by Emma Skaggs. Um, we had our first episode where we created the characters. Second episode, we played through a one shot. And now this episode, we are going to talk through our feelings on it, maybe examine some of the stuff uh, that we we were planning beforehand. Feel free to listen to this, to whichever of these three uh, interests you and skip whichever you don't. We have just listened to the opening portion that Emma and I uh, recorded before this. So uh, I guess we can we can start on that. Yeah. If you have uh any reactions from the the players as to what I had planned versus what really happened? I thought the roles were really serendipitous and your way of quickly combining the different careers into oh it's this fair that's happening and then it's city hall and the funding I thought really wove well together because I remember at the start I was like polar bears city hall how could it possibly be connected and then it was <laughs> random i was so thrown off by the city hall comment uh was that made up on the spot city hall was in my plan earlier i for me it was it was gonna be very barbie magic i'm like the polar bear doesn't know that it's going towards city mm. hall but they kind of point it in a direction and it goes where it would cause the most damage essentially right. but i think it's it's very funny i don't know if y'all heard in that intro my notes is that there's a tiger loose, but the tiger became a polar bear when astronaut Barbie decided to be in the oh. Arctic zone. <laughs> That's was like, so funny. Yeah. I was like, great. They're dangerous. Let's switch this out. It's a polar bear now. Oh, that's awesome. I did feel bested by the freaking, and I definitely, when I was on the family computer at home, played that Pop Tropica-like fox chicken corn <laughs> riddle you know and then i i googled yeah. it after um, michael had sent it and i forgot i could take them 
back the same way they came from. For some reason, I was like, back, oh, it only yeah. goes one direction. So I definitely lost oh, my zookeeper so because I left them all on the side of the road. So it's probably what? Get the chicken first, get the fox next, and then take the chicken back, get the grain, keep it with the fox, go back, get the chicken. Yeah, you totally mm-hmm. got it. Blown oh out my god. But also, also yeah. I first try. When, wow. When, when Tori, Tori, you were like, Do I have to do this riddle right now? And for me, it was more like <laughs> haha how funny it's like there's a riddle here and maybe they'll do it but it also could be like i throw the chicken and i can grab the fox and throw them all into something you know so it was just like flavor for me that was funny that's always the question when you've got like some kind of riddle in a game when it's like what are the mechanics versus the like like what's going to keep the flow of things because you know right Regardless of how, if you got the easiest puzzle ever, it's going to take people a hundred years sometimes. And because what did you end up with? You used your doll. It was astronaut Barbie who really came and was like, "Hello, we have more than just two hands. Like, why don't we just like make it a team challenge?" <laughs> I had a question about you were talking some about the difficulty and like how many dice we were getting, and then I also I remember I had that moment as a player where it's like okay as zookeeper Barbie I would want to stay here and get the animals in the pen yeah but like as the player like I want to go check out the polar bear like you know what I mean so I don't know yeah. how 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 would I don't know do you have any thoughts on that like if we were to do it again or yeah. I mean, I think that I could have thrown you a bone there. And when you were worried about it, I could have been like, well, there's other people who work at the zoo that you can delegate this to. Because I, I think it does make sense that it would be important to you. But still, you know, as as player, you're trying to follow like the story hook, like where it's gonna... If you had stayed, though, I think that you would have just probably talked to vet tech uh, Barbie more and figured out the side of the like the dark side of the vet tech mm. situation. So it wouldn't be like mm-hmm. the story would end. It just y'all wouldn't I be guess together. For me, what gotcha. it was I was processing is like honoring the stakes for that specific Barbie, but also knowing it's like it's a one shot mm-hmm. and wanting to keep the momentum, but also like live within the world that it is. Sort of a like thinking a little too into the 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 meta narrative of it. I was sure. having I was having a hard time just playing with dolls. <laughs> I that is something I have so many thoughts about. I, th- I think the one-page aspect of the role-playing game lends itself well to the sort of meta-narrative we were talking about. Like, I remember that part where I was asking you about rules, and you said, I don't think players can benefit from sharing items, which immediately translates to, you can borrow my, you can mm. borrow my telescope, but you, you just have to give it back, you know? <laughs> it really did feel like... A bunch of kids playing with toys and making up a story as you go you know i i really like that the idea of play making which is so entrenched in like what barbie is Mm -hmm. it translates so well to a role-playing game that's as light-hearted for sure and as like rules light as this so that aspect i really enjoyed yeah and i think you were talking about the idea of like like you know tori you were talking about like how many like dive we had and I know you, you were originally saying like you were worried about it being like overpowered or whatever, but I think that's kind of I don't like you know even even then we failed several times like even when having like five die, 
you know, where the chances, the odds are like really, really good. But like, I think that's like part of like, because it's so lighthearted and, and wacky, I think that's kind of the fun of it. Yeah. I, I, I'm really interested, yeah, in talking about sort of where the balance ended up being in the mm-hmm. actual system, because Emma and I talking before this, I feel like we really expected it to be so much more. I wrote lethal in my notes. Obviously, mm-hmm. the 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 conceit wasn't like like you don't die, but the the whole social outcast thing. Like I I really did expect yeah. at least one of you to to fail that many times, but I guess it was it was a little more forgiving with all yeah. the with all the added dice, which I I don't think is bad necessarily. I think that that is very dependent on the random encounter because this fit y'all's skills pretty well. That's true. Oh yeah. I was surprised how well, like you, I didn't even realize, like I thought you would roll the stuff after we Mm -hmm. rolled our, you know, stuff. The fact, the fact that like it matched so well with like our professions and everything, I think was really like wrangling, wrangling the polar bear, wrangling the, uh, you know, like dealing with all of the zoo stuff, you know, already being in the zoo. Yeah. Uh, it's crazy how well it, it turned out. Like even, even with like the, I, I think, I think the, the different professions and the different things you set up, I feel like the flexibility of it, because, you know, it's kids playing with toys and kids make wacky connections between stuff. I think that is really cool. On the other hand, I felt it palpable at times, me trying, Trying to stretch out what the heck an astronaut can do because <laughs> full disclosure i totally mixed up what an astronomer is and what an astronaut is at first i just totally did not know the difference there's a lot of skills that astronauts do have astronauts have to be sort of jacks of all trades in some ways so i think that it can be applied i started to understand it slowly towards the end but that being said I think the the conceit a lot of of a lot of these one page RPGs is that you try to stretch out your very minimal skills as thinly as possible to get the most juice out of any sort of tag like astronaut or camper or, or microphone. This also yeah. for me, I have I don't think I've ever played a game with only three players, and and for you really? listeners, I'm probably the least experienced in the role playing sphere. Um, some of the folks you're hearing have been doing this literally like a decade, I want to say. Um, so for all those listeners out there who don't really know all the mechanics, <laughs> me neither. <laughs> um, <laughs> but what was that? What was that like? Like, how could you see having more or less players impact this? I think that I was not since it was three players. I was a lot less worried about y'all splitting up. It feels easier to balance, especially in a game that goes so fast and that you're only trying to spend an hour or two on this. Like if we had five people and everyone split up, then you have to bring the spotlight to each person and play out these different scenes. And it just takes up a lot more space than if they're all together working on something. Whereas like Cowgirl Barbie was with that Mm. polar bear and that's what was happening. And it was just a regular like check in with Cowgirl Barbie um, while y'all were split up. Of course, when you got all in one group, then I think the dynamics are a little bit more interesting, but it didn't feel as spread out as it might have with like five, six players. I've honestly found that three players is one of my favorite number of players to play with. I've got one group that meets regularly that does just have three Mm. players and it feels like, like no matter how, like even if you put like not much prep into the actual characters themselves, it feels more, if it goes quicker, first of all, I think that's why we, 
we're able to do this so quickly. Um, yeah. And it also just feels a lot more, I don't want to say intimate, but sort of like it's, it's much easier to to keep all of the character connections keep the keep the character connections and just keep a dynamic going like it's it's, it's it feels much more like a natural conversation sometimes mm. i'm not saying that the, the larger numbers are bad i think it's always fun to have more characters yeah. in the mix but i think it's a it's a fun thing to try out and i think there are certainly games that lend themselves more yeah. to uh or not even lend themselves to but can handle bigger groups a little bit more i think one page mm. i'm trying to think if i was to put a cap on it the maximum yeah i feel like i would feel like this is a lot after there were five players i feel like i could do five players and then after that it would be like maybe we we yeah do two groups i mean at that point too you, you've hit five out of the eight on the ta- on the table of skills yeah <laughs> like it would just it would be a lot for me i had a question for y'all something that is interesting to me with games where DM is doing challenge level is I feel like as you play the game uh, as a DM, you learn more about what challenge levels are actually reasonable, you know? So maybe at the beginning I gave a challenge rating. I, I can't think of me doing this in this game. Cause you know, it went by very fast and we just played it, but you know, where I'm like, Oh shoot, that probably should have been lower or higher given how I rated things later. Um, so I was wondering if things felt like, even or fair i thought it was fair like i remember michael's first one was trying to lasso a polar bear and that is (laughs) not a thing that normal people do that that it made perfect sense and i think at least given this this current like adventure we went on things were reasonable i remember when the challenge of cowgirl barbie if you want to continue to hold on to the polar bear you're gonna have to give me another six roll in my head i thought oh i wonder if she's gonna have to lose a die for like an endurance thing like yes you held on but now it's been however many more minutes so i just remember that was just a thought that i had had yeah that's interesting that that was a really interesting thing that i was thinking too from from like a rules perspective like what is the balance between because like i wrote as a question like can the GM give you dice? Like, can can the GM yeah. just say, like, you get an extra die because of this circumstance that maybe has nothing to yeah. do with these things? And then I remembered the whole the whole like premise of the game is that the GM has control over Set one thing, be, yeah. and it's the difficulty value, mm-hmm. and you have control over the dice. And then it's a conversation over like when that comes in. Yeah. And I think that there are games where you can just. Be a G- and it's not like you can't you're playing a game you can just say have a die if you want to but in the actual rules of the game that's a, that's a very interesting thing in terms of balance is like the thing that the players have control of or the or the gm has control of. i do wonder um and i don't think it felt bad i think it felt i in terms of how many successes versus failures you y'all were having i think it felt in line with the the vibe of the game but i do wonder if you are trying to balance it a little bit more, if there should be a, this is impossible, this would need to be miraculous thing where you have to do two sixes, mm. you know, where you have to get a, like a critical success to do it. Cause that's the only, of it felt kind of odd having, having lassoing a polar bear be the same as jumping out of a moving vehicle to land on a polar bear you know like (laughs) although it is all just like this is really really hard i wonder if there does need to be like a third uh or a fourth layer that does make sense and and i I guess i guess it's all kind of contextual too because i mean maybe like 
when you're standing still, it would be hard to lasso, to lasso the polar yeah. bear. And maybe it's a different, like a whole different <laughs> situation when you're moving or something, or when you're already on the polar bear, then something else might be hard. Just when you mentioned the DM, the GM is in control of this versus the rest is a conversation. I really love that we call your role lawyer. Did, did y'all come mm -hmm. up with that? No, that's, I mean, that's, it's a term. It's like a, like a. The rules lawyer. Rules lawyer. It's like a, it's usually used. I mean, it's a lot, often it's, used in a negative context. It's a, it's a little derogatory. <laughs> Is it real? Yeah. I, I like it because it, again, it's open for conversation and like, okay, well, when you did that, like you cite your previous examples or whatever. I just, I love it. I had never heard, I had never heard it before. Sorry. The the rules lawyer is often Role playing viewed community, my bad. In, it, it's often viewed as a negative thing because a lot of times it will be a player like speaking up and telling maybe another player that they can't do something because it's against uh, the rules or like, like just yeah. kind of telling mm. someone, which I, which I think that's why here we have a pro bono rules lawyer where <laughs> I, I'm sure that if we were doing something just egregiously wrong with the rules, you would either say, this is not in the rule book, but if we want to do a rule of cool, we can, or it's it's more often like, here's what we can do. Like, yeah. here's what mm. we... It's, 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 it's from like a, the, the goal is to have it be like a just informative perspective where like someone does understand it or like look at it so that if people were listening and they like thought something might be true or, or go against something, maybe someone would be explaining something. I don't mm -hmm. know, but, but it, it can be good and bad in a context of a game because a lot of times, I mean, sometimes as a player, you want to remind another player of a thing they have that will be good for them, but it is still a game. So you do there, there's some restrictions that can apply and the GM it's hard for the GM to keep track of so many things at once sometimes. So yeah, super helpful. I did have one thing to say. I think this was just me not knowing Barbie culture. Um, <laughs> I, I have not watched the movie. Uh, I'm not very media literate. I didn't grow up playing with Barbies. But um, I think part of the fun of it was trying to learn the Barbie tone along the way. <laughs> like, <laughs> how much of this is like friendship is magic? How much of this is like girls being mean to each other? How much of it is like these inside jokes trying to pick it pick up on them one inside joke i did not understand is uh gaslight gatekeep girl boss yeah 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 what do yeah what do those words mean i know what gaslight means oh my god wait you're not even wait, aware of this in like culture no what i wouldn't even say it's specifically tied to to, it's to, to barbie it's not it's it's just like a thing it's like from so, you the know, girl cesspools boss. of Twitter. Yeah. I don't have a Twitter. This pretty that much. pretty much explains it. That, that'll do I'm it. I'm going to gatekeep that information. Uh, let's yeah. just keep it to ourselves. So, so gaslight <laughs> is gaslight. You know gaslight. Um, gatekeep is not allowing people into spaces. And then girl boss is your girl boss. And a lot of people have used that term in inappropriate ways, you know? So like is this war criminal a girl boss? People, people will just like, and they 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 put the three of these terms together yeah. as like a huge, as a like motivational gaslight gatekeep girl boss, you yeah. know? Gotcha. Yeah. Like a petty a petty example of like gatekeeping would be like, where did you get your top? It's like I'm not gonna tell you. It's like just yeah. That's sort of what I was trying to understand, right? I there was a clear villain, an antagonist. So when I saw mm -hmm. that clear example of gaslighting, like. 
it was like clear as day to me. I wanted to like fight back. And so like that part of the game was, I think when you, when you put that aspect of game mechanics where it's like, I can be jokey, but also a little feral at the same time. When you when you put that yeah. at the the core of the game, it makes for a game with a lot of drama like that, you know, because there is a clear through the game mechanics, there is something wrong and somebody is responsible. So either tackling that with like graceful, you know, kindness or like <laughs> just like a lot of passive aggression is pretty cool. I was glad that you picked up on that because I did not when you were like, oh, City Hall. I was like, would have not made the connection as quickly as you did, so. <laughs> I'll also say, it wasn't going to be, um, it was just going to be the vet tech. Yes, the but you brought in the... The supervisor oh, we, was going to yeah. be more a thorn in the side. It was going to be more like, y'all better get this figured out soon. You know, more of like a pressure on it. Mm. And then I think asking about the funding, I was like, oh, yeah, that would be like, oh, let's go there. Let's follow this thread. So then it was a duo instead of a single yeah. villain, a, a villain and a minion, if you will. Love it. Using the monster of the week terms, I see. Yeah. Well, no. Oh. You're close. Aren't they Monsters. minions? They are minions. No, that's it's despicable not a villain. Me. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. Sorry. I just saw um, the Ninja Turtles movie, and they did name drop Gru and Megamind in the film, so it did get five stars from me. <laughs> one thing uh, one thing that I, I personally, from a game design standpoint, am not a huge fan of for this setup, like something that I would have preferred to flesh out and figure out more is I'm, I love failing forward. I love it when you fail and that means that you gain something or something good happens to you as well, you know, uh, or not good necessarily, but like you learn something and um, the failures are pretty just much like you fail, you fail here. Yeah. You know, uh, we talked a little bit before about maybe once you enter weird Barbie phase, you can like do one crazy break the game thing as weird Barbie and then you're gone. But yeah, I feel like there should be something for failing. I think in that vein, there's like a lot of opportunity for the game to like really find a very specific niche. No pun intended. Yeah. Mm. Um, <laughs> the the girl boss, <laughs> the gaslight gatekeep aspect of the game mixed with like the social ostracization of the failures, I think makes for like a, like a, there's this undercurrent of the Barbie culture. That's all about like, I need to follow the rules. And I think part of the game that could be expanded upon is like, if failure is like getting out of this, barbie society maybe it also frees barbie up yeah to to view it from the outside i don't know what the heck that means in terms of game mechanics but like i think what you just said makes perfect sense like something like outside of the narrative like if, if you're getting ostracized in in the game maybe the meta narrative takes over like you break the game because you're literally with your your friends and you're like that's not fair i'm failing too much Actually, I made up a yeah. new rule. Yeah, yeah, that's fun. You get to make up a new skill or something. Ooh, <laughs> like, well, yeah, yeah. That, there's, there's you unlock, mansplain, manipulate, and what's the end male life? Uh, yeah, wait for the wait for the Ken RPG to come out. Um, 
I think what's I, the failing forward concept is very interesting just from a purely like looking at the motivations of rolling. Cause I know when I play a game like monster of the week or like blades in the dark, blades in the dark has a fail forward mechanic, right? I think so. Yes. I feel yeah. Cause when yes. you fail, yeah. When you fail, you get XP or something. Or, something like that. So there's just like a excitement from all levels like like when i am in monster of the week and i am about to do a role i am like not nervous like i want a thing to go well but i'm also really excited to level up what i i feel i would have felt perhaps playing this game i could have been wrong was i would have felt a little like scared for any role which i don't think is a bad thing i think it can match Mm -hmm. the uh the vibe but like a little bit of like oh i could be i could fail and i would not only lose in the scenario but also it would be bad i'd be closer to being dead so i think that it is definitely the tone i think it's very funny that it is in the context of a barbie thing that it's Mm -hmm. so like i don't know it feels it feels deadly in a way that kind of is fun i i had a similar thought in that was like when cowgirl barbie jumped on the bear it's like is mauling a possibility or are we plastic (laughs) you know so yeah i guess that was that was sort of my line of thought too the tone of this game can go anywhere just based off of yeah. mm-hmm. the just very nature, I guess, of kids playing games with dolls. It, tr- it truly can go anywhere. Is there a direction that you, Emma, had in mind in terms of the specific type of tone of a Barbie story? I don't th- I think that the the primary tone is camp. It needs mm. to be campy. It's supposed to be kind of funny but it can be funny and y'all were playing very nice characters you know yeah. like you were good natured kind people and i think that's one way and then it's like haha we're all doing these and like the world is against us but i think it could also go the side of like the oh my gosh what's the youtube series i was just gonna bring that up yes. that's funny where the barbies are like ripping each other's arms off and oh. stuff like um, and I just wanted to, I think that there is, the tone is set by the random roles. Yeah. It's just real quick. We did Vet Barbie's Animals Have Gotten Loose, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. But then you also have, like, well, these are all kind of funny, but, like, somebody has sapped all of the color out of Barbie land, so nothing's pink anymore. Mm. Um, we've got, we've got a Ken has a crisis of confidence. And then when you look into the what caused us and why, I think that's where the tone is really set, because the problem's always going to be just, like, a campy problem, but it could be Midge has been possessed by an evil amulet. And then you've got magic. You could have that Ken has been listening to too much Joe Rogan. Like <laughs> there's there's a lot of places for this to go that are all supposed to be funny, but could be much more sinister than what we had. Right. The scariest one to me is the infinite closet. The unending closet is terrifying to me. That would be that that's was like, pulled like straight from there. Barbie Dreamhouse. You got all of those from actual episodes, all of, right? All of the um not all of the what caused this and why, but all of the what's happening in Barbie land, I pulled from Barbie and the dream house. I don't think they called it an infinite closet. They called it a never ending closet. So I think it technically has it like it's, it's probably like hyperbole, but I was like, no, it's Wait, infinite. The <laughs> clothes go forever. Did I miss this completely? What is this infinite closet we're talking? It's, a, it's, 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 it's on one the of, it's the first option. Oh my. A Barbie is lost in an infinite closet. That. So you have to go and save her. I do have a question with like 
because uh, Tori was talking about earlier with, you know, like getting mauled by the bear or whatever. I'm curious about like, uh, like a combat, like, like if there was like actual combat, like how that would go. Like if you're combating other Barbies? Like, uh, like, cause we, cause we don't really, there's not really a health system or like injury or whatever. So I don't know how. I, I guess there's the fail, like we fail, like yeah. the failure is kind of the health system and sort of, but. Yeah, how I thought of that was, um, it is, you're not taking physical damage most of the time because you are plastic. So yes, even if you had been mauled by the bear, I think that could have happened. I think that it would have been like the bear tries to sink its teeth into you, but it's just a kid like playing with the bear. Yeah, so it like right. attacks you multiple times and ow, it hurts, but you don't have any, like, it's mm. not like in other games where you take a wound and now like right. you've got yes, this yes, gnash. Yes. It's instead, it's just now you're weirder. Now you're a weirder Barbie. Yeah, and and mechanically with the actual roles, mm -hmm. we thought Emma thought of it. We talked about this a little bit before we we uh, came back to play the game. If there was like PvP, like like Barbie on Barbie, it would be whoever like has the higher role. Yeah, okay. sorry, between players because they're all Barbies. So it would be yeah, like it would be like you both roll a d6, and whoever has the higher one wins that altercation. And we talked about whether it should be also applied to NPCs but then we thought if you if you put it in like a D&D &D sort of term every single role in this game is like a saving throw versus like there's not really attack roles necessarily I guess right I guess you could kind of but it's more of like it's more reactive it's more like this is happening to you maybe you're gonna you're gonna roll to avoid it or roll to if it was uh definitely for combat yeah, yeah. and yeah a thing that could make it more more lethal that we considered but I was like I I I have concerns about how it's hard to heal. Um so I didn't want to make it more lethal. However, looking at how how the balance worked, I think that it could be tried of if there's player versus player combat, like if if I were to roll a 3 and someone else is to roll a 5, then I'm taking 2. Hmm. You know, like you take Whoa. the difference cuz that's how a lot of games work and I think that that can be kind of fun. I mean, it is social too. Yeah, but I think it could it could kill people too fast and then that's not as fun yeah um is there any more stuff we should talk about i just had i don't even think i had feelings about it i just had a moment of like huh and i wonder if anybody else was having that like huh when we were creating our characters i got zookeeper and my mind goes david attenborough and then like astronaut you get buzz aldrin you know what i mean and like i i couldn't name a woman in either category i wow. can't wow personally me you know what i mean or like it's not the first thing that comes to mind and so i was like huh like i don't know did anyone yeah. else talk that that we've i jane goodall done easy yeah J yeah she's my, my i i had to look up li a list of astronauts What's the name of that, that oh you didn't have buzz aldron may like, jemison off the dome may jemison is, that, is that yes i'm not saying that okay I'm, I'm, like... I'm talking about the one that uh there's there's a there's a show or uh the last of us talked about one the first a uh, woman in space was not Mae Jemison, but Mae Jemison is my favorite. Yeah, she woman was in space. On Star Trek, yes, right? she was on Star Trek. Well, shout out Jane Goodall and Mae Jemison. Yeah, uh, Mae Jemison was the first uh, astronaut on Star Trek. No way. Yeah, was Arguably the first like cool. real astronaut to be on the show Star Trek. Sally Ride. That's what. Sally I'm Ride. Yes. Yep. Go Sally shout Ride. Out. What a good name, Sally Ride. Especially yeah. for an astronaut. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's what I was saying. <laughs> ride, Sally Ride. Y'all know that song? None. Joey Rudd. Yeah. <laughs> that I do. That one I can't help on. Anyway, so that was just interesting, like, 
even in like a module that's like particularly like Barbie and, you know, AFAB women centered, the first names that come to my mind were men. It's pretty much the only yeah. moment I was like, oh. I mean, that's the, the goal of Barbie, right? Is so that yeah. uh, girls can see themselves in these roles. Mm-hmm. And then my only other random question is what was your favorite Barbie growing up? My favorite Barbie? Yeah. I had, um, uh, I didn't play with Barbies very often, but my mom had a big collection. So when we would go to my grandma's house, I would play with her Barbies and she had like the old Barbies. And let me tell you right now, I saw Anish make a face earlier. So I don't think Anish knows who this is, but my mom had Midge. The pregnant one. She's, yeah. she's the pregnant Barbie. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. The history of Barbie is just wild. And then gay Ken. Oh yeah, magic earring Ken. Uh, yeah. She also had magic earring Ken. Anish, you should watch the movie. Oh, okay. Midge, Midge is um, Midge is Barbie's friend, and she's pregnant, and her belly pops off, and there's a baby inside, and then she can hold the baby, and then she's not pregnant anymore, and then you can make her pregnant again. And it works like that. So I enjoyed playing with yeah. her. Yeah. <laughs> like it just pops back on and off. Um, but my mom had a lot of the old ones with like the gorgeous, gorgeous dresses and stuff. So beautiful I just gowns. remember, like, yeah, beautiful gowns. <laughs> beautiful dresses. <laughs> but yeah, thank y'all for, for testing out this game with me. Thank you for making it. Thank you for running it, yeah. Writing it, making it, running Beginning it. Beginning of season two, it's like the new and improved, and it's a 50-page book or I'm something. Barbies. Choose your class. I'm a Barbie <laughs> game. The Barbel. The Barbel. It's so cool that we got to have the creator on <laughs> on our podcast for the first episode. Wow. What are the odds? Okay, cool. Should we, we can, do our outro? We can shift into the uh, the role part. <gasps> oh, yes. Uh, we can cut into it. Maybe we'll say like, we can jump into a quick break and then we'll come back with what we'll be doing next week. And that's when we put in our ads. Yeah, which, all right. Sponsored by Foot Locker. Whoa, really? If we can get them. Thanks for listening to us so far. And now you may be wondering, now that the episode is over, what will we be playing next time? We thought about it a lot, and we think that the way to approach this is to do what we always do, roll some dice. So we've gathered a list of games that we've played in the past, games we've read before, games we've heard on other podcasts, and now with this list in hand, each game on the list has a number. We're going to roll a dice, see what we get. We're pretty excited for this portion, and if you are excited, just like us, leave a writing on our podcast it helps us so much and perhaps suggest some rpgs that you love some rpgs that deserve attention that we can put into the spotlight so without further ado emma since you gm for us today roll the dice okay we are going to be playing the ground itself by everest pipkin yeah. Tune in next time for The Ground Itself. Awesome. Woo-hoo. Super excited. And thanks for listening. Bye, Barbies. Bye, Barbies. Bye, Barbies. Bye, Barbies. Bye, Barbies. Bye, Barbies. Bye, Barbies.